Welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. I'm, of course, your host, Captain Eric, and on this episode, we're going to celebrate some Nickelodeon anniversaries that have took place in between the times of August 21st to August 27th. And I really hope that by the time this episode airs, I hope that there is some good news out of THQ of not only SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake, but I, I hope there is some semblance of an announcement of any other Nicktoon-related games that they can bring back from the past. I have no idea why there hasn't been a compilation of sorts of old Nickelodeon games with some quality-of-life improvements like a rewind feature and save states and whatnot. Uh, Look at the re-release of those Disney classic games or the Disney Afternoon Collection that you can find digitally. I don't know why Disney does it, but Nickelodeon does not, but I have fingers crossed all the time. Just for, just for a nice, easy compilation of some classic Nickelodeon games. But speaking of some classic Nickelodeon games, just so you know, we're starting out 20 years ago on August 25th, 2002. We had the short-lived Nickelodeon Robot Wars. Based on the original concept of Robot Wars by Tom Guterich and Stephen Casey, this show was presented by Dave Azer and only ran for six episodes, lasting until October 6th, 2002. I am a big fan of the concept of Robot Wars, and anytime it was on, on any kind of channel, whether or not it was Spike TV, TNN, Nickelodeon, wherever you can find Robot Wars, I was going to watch it. The concept of people building robots specifically for battle. And in that regard, you could battle these robots in so many different ways because every single robot did something different. It would have a unique aspect to it that it would bring to the fight. The people making these robots would know the arenas they're bringing these things to, so would would keep those in mind and would come up with a wide variety of different kinds of weapons that these these robots could uh, could unleash onto their opponents. And it was a genuinely fun experience to watch. I, I just don't know if the Nickelodeon audience was the right one for it, but I'm glad it was here. I'm glad it aired once, and then it would continually air on the Nick Gas channel But for those that don't know, that's not a Nickelodeon channel devoted to farts. The Nickelodeon Gas Channel was games and sports and was the the re-airing hub of all of Nickelodeon's content of the live-action game show variety. 25 years ago, on August 24th, 2007, we had the final episode of Danny Phantom. Created by Butch Hartman, the show ran for three seasons of 53 episodes. One of my favorite Nicktoons of all time, I would say it's it's my second favorite behind Spongebob, and in the idea of continuity coming into play in a certain serialized format, it's among one of my favorites. I, I would even say in that regard, I prefer it a little bit more than, than Avatar, <laughs> although that is simply a personal preference in, in regards to superheroes, though I always tell people that Avatar The Last Airbender is the greatest story that Nickelodeon could ever 
put it in a, a bow, tie in a knot, and hand off and say, here you go, here's a complete package. But right behind that, in my opinion, is is Danny Phantom. It's a show that has stood the test of time. And the final episode, Phantom Planet, certainly a series finale that we don't get with many Nicktoons. And maybe that's the reason why they didn't want to really properly air this series out. Because by the third season of Danny Phantom, something was happening behind the scenes at Nickelodeon. This show was incredibly popular, but was never really given the fair shake at Nickelodeon, in my opinion. They certainly had cross-promotions with Danny Phantom with a wide variety of products. Uh, There was a Danny Phantom ice cream bar at one point, so it's not like they didn't try to advertise the show. Although there was a severe lack of of merchandise for Danny Phantom beyond some of these co-promotions. I mean, for years as a fan, P-H-A-N, I had the cans of SpaghettiOs and the one puzzle I could find, along with an advertisement for the ice cream bar, as my only Danny Phantom merchandise. Then at one point, they smartly released the Danny Phantom logo as a t-shirt at Hot Topic, which... I'm such a fan of Danny Phantom, I actually wore as a part of my senior photo shoot for high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I graduated in 2009, so I, I kept that love of Danny Phantom even a few years after it ended. But, uh, but the, yeah, the, the amount of merchandise for this show is scarce in the, in the long run. Now these days, there's no shortage of Danny Phantom merchandise being released through places like Hot Topic and, and Box Lunch. Which is great and all as a fan of the show, but I wish there was more merchandise released at the time of the show being on the air so that as a fan I could say, hey, take my money, this show is worth making more of. And and it's not like Nickelodeon didn't have Danny Phantom as a big part of their network. They had no problem in advertising any of the TV movies that Danny Phantom had cooking up throughout its first two seasons, but that third season was an absolute mess. As mentioned in a previous Squarecast episode, just, you know, I recorded, I think, earlier today, but it aired, I don't know, next week or or at some point, but I brought up the Urban Jungle episode of the third season. It's like the fourth or fifth episode of the season, and there's certain continuity bits that happen in those first few episodes that are crucial to the plot of this episode That Nickelodeon just said, well, we need a Danny Phantom special. We have this one with Mark Hamill coming in as the villain. Let's promote it as a a big event. And they just aired it. And it, it like, aired out of order. And us fans all were like, what? What's going on with these other characters? And it just, it's a mess. And the rest of the third season was then just held by Nickelodeon for months. The fans knew it was done. We had ideas on all the episodes. I remember being on the Butch Hartman forums at the time, like trying to find information as to when the season would air and everybody was just losing their minds. Eventually, Nickelodeon would just batch release the third season in two separate week-long events known as Phantom Mania. Phantom Mania 1 aired the first half of the season and then a few weeks later during the summertime, Phantom Mania 2 would air airing the last part of the season, including the finale, Phantom Planet, which was a TV movie in its own right. It was great to finally get these episodes, but I I really wish there was a proper buildup, a week-after-week buildup of this show. I I just felt like it was robbed of that and just kind of thrown out there, like, oh, you want it? Here you go. 
and just thrown at the fans so quickly that like we, you know, beggars can't be choosers. If you're begging for the season, you, you take it or leave it, but it just mismanaged by the end, really mismanaged and uh great potential with Danny Phantom, even in the future, even with the continuity as is at the end of Phantom Planet. They could continue that show moving forward. There's so much potential in other in other kind of ghost parodies that were so evident throughout the series. They touched upon so many uh, different fictional ghosts and other haunted supernatural shows. But, I mean, even the show Supernatural, that has so much room to be parodied within Danny Phantom. I would love to see a return in some regard, even a Paramount Plus TV movie. They successfully have brought back Beavis and Butthead, so... I think Danny Phantom could be the next one in line for a, for a proper comeback. If you have a favorite Danny Phantom episode, a favorite character, I would love to know about it and discuss it in the comments below. Of course, if you're listening to this on YouTube. If you're not, well, then you're going to have to suffer in your car or with your headphones or however you're listening to this and not answer in and discuss this. But if you'd like to, just click the link for the Captain Eric YouTube channel right in the podcast description. That'll take you over right where you can become part of the Ready Crew uh, in a, a bigger way where you can actually interact and discuss things with Captain Eric. 24 years ago, on August 23rd, 2008, we also had the final episode of Chalk Zone. Created by Bill Burnett and Larry Huber, the show ran for four seasons of 40 episodes. This one's really cool because recently I got my hands on an actual bona fide Snap action figure. Snap being Rudy's main buddy in the uh, in the show, the main Chalk character that we met all the way back on Oh Yeah Cartoons being the very first segment that aired. Chalk Zone was the opening segment for Oh Yeah Cartoons on July 19th, 1998. Rudy Tabuti and, and Snap are technically 90s Nicktoons, at least the younger version of Rudy and, uh, and Snap. But yeah, I recently got my hands on this little figure of Snap uh, released through Wendy's and their kids' meal, I, I believe from 2003, 2004. But, uh, but I just came across it online, and I, for the life of me, couldn't think of any other Chalk Zone merchandise to exist. So I, I now have Snap proudly sitting on the uh, shelf behind me. And uh, it's, really, it's really nice because I love Chalk Zone. It's one of the most interesting Nicktoons to exist, both visually and and in their storytelling. Certainly, even from the Oh Yeah cartoon shorts, that beyond the Fairly Odd Parents, it was evident that Chalk Zone was an obvious winner in the in the hearts of kids. Uh, when you brought up Oh Yeah cartoons on, on the playground, there was only two of those cartoons that you would hear constantly, and it was the Fairly Odd Parents, and it was Chalk Zone. Of course, you would you would have a few other loves for some some oh yeah cartoon one offs, uh, but yeah, it was mainly those two that you would you would hear from people of I want to see more of that. And while the first season of Chalk Zone was finished by 1999 for executive reasons, was not aired until 2002, March 22nd, 2002 to be exact. And let me tell you, there was a lot of weird executive decisions. Going on around this era of Nickelodeon, I covered it a bit with Danny Phantom in that third season. Well, a lot of these other Nicktoons are are no stranger to weird airings and just jumbled messes by their second, third, or fourth seasons. A lot of these Nicktoons by this era, by their third season, would just, things would just go off the rails. And you find it all the time. My Life as a Teenage Robot, Chalk Zone, Danny Phantom... 
then eventually things would get worse where even halfway through a show's second season, it would just get dumped onto Nicktoons Network. It would happen way too often. Uh, but Chalk Zone here was a was a was just a mismanaged mess with a ton of the episodes just not airing uh, for years on Nickelodeon until until 2008, which was three years after they had announced that the show would be canceled. It took them three years to air six remaining episodes or a, a certain batch of them. It's just it's beside me. I don't understand why throughout this entire time Nickelodeon didn't have a concrete animation block where they could constantly put in new episodes of new shows. And like, you know, Fox got this done. Cartoon Network has this done. Every other channel that has big animation has big blocks. And Nickelodeon has done it before, but then they would always find different and new methods to air new episodes, including, hey, let's just put them on at 6 a.m., Let's see who's watching during that time. I have no idea. Uh, I love Chalk Zone. If you have never experienced Chalk Zone, don't even go back and watch the Oh Yeah cartoon ones because throughout the first season of Chalk Zone, they basically rehash all of those shorts. So if you go back and watch those first and then go into the series, you're going to be rewatching a lot of those uh, those classic shorts. So just start with the first season of Chalk Zone. I think it's enjoyable to go back and, and rewatch it. Uh, I, I think you'll find something with it. I at least hope you do. 13 years ago, on August 24th, 2009, we had the premiere of the Fresh Beat Band. Created by Scott Kraft and Nadine Vanderveld, the show ran for three seasons, 60 episodes, and one standalone special. 11 years ago, on August 24th, 2013, the Nickelodeon TV movie Swindle premiered on Nickelodeon. To an audience of over 4.2 million viewers, this movie was built on the back of a bunch of pre-existing live-action Nickelodeon stars, including Noah Crawford, Chris O'Neill, Jeanette McCurdy, Noah Munich, and Ariana Grande, who of course were just advertised at nauseum in starring this movie, so I, I am not surprised at all that a massive number of viewers tuned in for this movie because it was built as almost Nickelodeon's answer to Ocean's Eleven. Like, here's a, a spyish kind of heist movie, but with a bunch of known Nickelodeon stars of the time. And uh, if you have any any memories of it, if, if you recommend it, I haven't seen it personally. But if you think it's worth a watch, definitely let me know. Seven years ago, on August 24th, 2015, we had the premiere of Shimmer and Shine. Created by Farnaz and Nashari Sharmats, the show ran for four seasons of 86 episodes. Five years ago, on August 21st, 2017, we had the premiere of Sunny Day. Created by Abby Longstaff, the show ran for two seasons of 60 episodes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to make it for this week in Nickelodeon history. But as always, it's time for Captain Eric's Top 5, with this week's Top 5 being all about my Top 5 Chalk Zone episodes. If, you, if you've never watched Chalk Zone, I'm going to tell you my Top 5 here, but... In particular, if you have never seen Chalk Zone, then I suggest you check out the first episode of Season 1, Rudy's First Adventure. Start it out proper. Get get through that whole thing, and then, and then dive into these top five here. Starting out with number five off of Season 3, The Big Blow-Up. The Chalk Zone TV movie, technically, is a two-part episode 
about what happens when a disease introduced into Chalk Zone basically blows up any character made of chalk within an hour of the infection. And yeah, it's a, it's a big deal going on. Number four is another season three episode, Water, Water Everywhere, episode four of season three. What happens when Rudy opens up a portal into the real world from a water source in the chalk world where chalk water is now pouring into the real world and causes an absolute mess and apparently also has a bit of an effect on grown-ups when they come into contact with this uh, this chalk water. Certainly an exciting episode, uh, just as exciting as my next episode, another season three episode, and I swear my last one of season three, I must have just really liked moments of season three. Um, Indecent Exposure, episode eight of season three, and it's about a reporter coming into terms with the existence of Chalk Zone and planning to bring the news to the outer world, which is a fear I had in the back of my head as a fan of this show for Rudy since the beginning. Like, how easy is it going to be for somebody to to come across one of these entrances to the chalk world that you leave open? Or if you, you know, accidentally come out of a, a chalkboard in public or whatnot, I, it, it was always an option on the table, and we finally got one here in Season 3. Uh, though, my number two episode... I'm going to pull all the way back from season one, and it's the classic Wiggies episode, uh, a part of, I think it's the first half of the third episode of season one, in which this this uh, force of nature within the chalk world, the Wiggies, who actually feast on human hair, exist. And Rudy accidentally unleashes these Wiggies, these like frog-looking creatures, into the real world where they start devouring everyone's hair, and it is certainly a hairy situation to find yourself in if you are Rudy Tabuti. And as far as my number one favorite episode of Chalk Zone, it's not my favorite episode of this character in particular, but I love this episode for introducing him in the first place, and I am talking about episode six of season one of Chalk Zone, The Scrawl. A character that is introduced as the main antagonist or the overarching antagonist of Rudy Tabuti's adventures, a character that was accidentally created uh, through an amalgam of means through many kids and then erased into Chalk Zone through Rudy Tabuti's hands. And this character absolutely despises Rudy along with all of his creations. And just the introduction of this character is so cool and unique that that episode, to me, just stands the test of time. There are other episodes in which Skrull's plan certainly is more interesting than the one he has here, but this episode is just so iconic that I, I can't not constantly go back to it. And even for me personally, saying, like, I might prefer another Skrull one, this one is just, it's just so good. It's a chef's kiss of a moment. Uh, we had Snap introduced as, like, the greatest creation of Rudy, so what happens on the other side of that coin? Who considers themselves the worst creation of Rudy Tabuti? And the answer for that is possibly the scrawl. Uh, maybe maybe it's more of a subjective question, but that is going to be it, mateys, for this week in Nickelodeon history. I appreciate our time together, and I appreciate you coming aboard. Apparently, and I was told, this show is number 26 in terms of TV and film podcasts in Indonesia. So if you are listening out there in Indonesia, 
Just want you to know that the captain is over here tipping my hat to you, raising his glass for a toast. Thank you. If I'm at 26, who's to say I can't make it to 25? But if you would like to send Captain Eric a message, a comment, or a suggestion for the show, you can reach me at nickelodeonhistory at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at I'm Ready Podcast and on Instagram at SpongeBob Podcast. Please check out my other podcast, I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast, dropping every Thursday. And don't forget to subscribe to the Captain Eric YouTube channel, where you can also hit that bell so you can be notified anytime the captain puts something out. You can also purchase new and updated merch at the Redbubble link, either in the podcast description or in the link from any of my socials. Anything that comes in through my projects go directly back into my projects, and it is always appreciated. As always... Members of the Ready Crew, thank you for coming aboard. Please stay safe, be kind to one another, and come aboard again next week for another episode of This Week in Nickelodeon History.